campus station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness.
lovely stuff there. That's uh, a band called Dainta. What do you think of that tune there? That was the, lovely. They called it Druid's Mountain. Great way to start the day. Ah, fantastic, yeah. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Keologus Crack here. Our second show in uh, in September. You're very welcome here. Hope we can brighten up your uh, little bit of an old rainy morning going on out there, Jay. I'm I'm here all alone except for you. I, I hate saying it that way. I know, that, you, you always know, say it I'm, that I'm way. I'm here all alone, well, except for you. You always make me I, feel I really good. mean it that What I really mean is that the other fella's off gallivanting, right? Yeah. He's completely abandoned me now. I, I, I know I went on a little stint where I went to Ireland for a couple of, couple of weeks, but... Lord, I think he's tearing the tearing the you know what out of it here a little bit, isn't he? A good a good old month now. He hasn't been here. Yeah, all right, I don't think I'll be here next week, and then he's gone again. I think. And now see. I'm not calling in. Not calling in either. You know, abandoning me. He's off to Poland tomorrow, and then he's going to Ireland. So he's a fierce man for the travelling. But anyway, um, if he was here, one of the things we'd be talking about, I can guarantee <laughs> you, is what happened in the All Ireland hurling final last That's weekend. Right, yeah. One of the classic games of hurling. I would say um, one of the best games of hurling I've ever seen. Uh, not, not necessarily games of hurling, but in terms of a team, a dominant team, Tipperary were absolutely incredible and um, well worth their nine-point victory over uh, poor Kilkenny. I have a tough time saying poor Kilkenny because I know they enjoy an awful lot of success in the sport. They but uh, congratulations to uh, to Tipperary. I was down in the Galway Arms watching a the game there and Pat and Dermot Ryan on the back and uh, I think he must have drank about 14 bottles of blue in about half an hour there <laughs> with that half an hour to go but anyway he was in great uh, he was in great um, form after it and, and so was everybody from Tipperary full of Tipperary people anyway. Lovely. You picked Tip to win I did yeah, you did, yeah. I did yeah I did yeah, thanks very much for no acknowledging problem. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, congratulations, and uh, I'm I'm sure that that Kilkenny team will be, or sorry, that that uh, Harley, uh, Tipperary team will be around for some time. And in the same uh, vein, I would say, um, you know, Tip Kilkenny will be will be back, right? Yeah. They're just uh, they just continue to churn out. There's an awful lot in the papers this week or, uh, and and on social media about the fact that the cats have to rebuild and that, that they'll be gone for a few years. I I, I highly doubt yeah. it for some reason. Anyway. So the boys in green kicked off their campaign last Monday. Did you get to see that at I all? I did watch that match, yeah. 2-2 game against Serbia. We'll take that and run, I guess. Yeah, we'll take it. I mean, it wasn't a great performance. No, no, it wasn't I a great. Mean, it great. was sloppy and... Yeah, for sure. You know, We're used to that, aren't we? <laughs> we are, but I think hopes were high after the Euros, right? To go in there and uh, we'd get something out of it. But they were lucky to get the draw, to tell you the truth. Yeah, so... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll keep plugging away there now. So they don't play again until when? October? November? October, yeah. They play, they got Georgia and Moldova, I yeah. think. So oh, right. it should be two wins, but we'll see. And while that was all going on, and um, while that was all going on, in, on last Monday, Rory McIlroy was in scintillating form and um, won the Deutsche Bank Open to catapult himself up to fourth place now in the FedEx Cup rankings. If he wins this weekend... He will win the FedEx Cup. Of course, if anybody in the top five, I believe, wins this weekend, they win the FedEx Cup. Right. Um, might be, I might be wrong about that, but I believe that that's how the whole thing's going to work. We've got a great whole show lined up, um, despite the fact that Kenny won't be here. In fact, I'd say that probably makes the show a little bit better, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, we're going to hear from uh, Ian Lloyd Anderson uh, at about 11.25. Um, he's in town here. He's playing the lead role of Jack Clitheroe in uh, The Plough and the Stars. Um, many of our listeners might know him. He played the role of a, a fella called Dino in Love Hate. And um, anyway, you should see the resume, the bio that they sent me on this fella. Anyway, he's got an incredible, uh, an incredible uh, acting career so far. So anyway, we're going to have a chat with him just about the uh, upcoming um, Abbey Theatre production of The Plough and the Stars. Um, I do have a little bit of bad news to pass along uh, in the community. Um, the folks from the Mayo Community 
from the Mayo uh, community today are mourning the loss of uh, Bridie Foodie. Um, she passed away on September the 7th and um, uh, she was born in Ireland, uh, raised in uh, Tavaran House and a beloved wife of Cyril Foodie for 59 years, a mother to, uh, to Mary, Rita, Kevin, Kathleen, Sean and Brian and then grandmother to 14 uh, grandchildren. And uh, the family will receive guests for visitation on Monday, September the 12th, 2016. Uh, from 10 a.m. to noon and that's at the Taylor Funeral Home in Newmarket Chapel and that's at 524 Davis Drive. The number there is 905-898-2100 and then there'll be a funeral mass at uh, St. Elizabeth Seton Parish and that's at 17955 Leslie Street in Newmarket and um, her obituary is also at on the star.com. You'll find it there and it's Bridie Foodie um, and um, we... Um, sorry to hear of her passing and um, this note was passed along to me by the folks in, in the uh, at the uh, Mayo uh, from the uh, Mayo Association um, and a well-loved woman in those circles very good um, so that's the stuff that's going on here now and there's a big welly race coming up as well uh, Jim O'Brien had sent me a note on uh, Sunday October the 2nd the welly race is going so I'll tell some listeners about that. Um, but I thought what we'd do is kick it off here now. I know we had the Druids Mountain to kick off the stuff there, but um, you know, after what happened last weekend in the All-Ireland Final, I think it's only fair that we give the old Tipperary folks another lash of music here. And this was a song that they wrote. Um, this is a tune that they wrote for uh, an All-Ireland uh, that they were in about four or five years ago that they actually um, uh, that they actually didn't have as much success in, but anyway, we'll give this one here. What is it called? The 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 the, the blue and the gold. The here you go. Gold. Seven gales sat down in Turles Town to save our native game at Hazes Inn in 1884. That famous day, they paved the way for epic hurling tales. To remain in our hearts forevermore They organised a national prize for counties to contest And be crowned the best team in the land We won the first to start a thirst that never can be quenched So now me boys, it's time to make a stand Fires will burn bright, round sheen the mountain tonight, for Lee McCarthy's coming home. A county fair has won its share of praise and accolades, since Davin took the chair that All Saints Day. We've been admired both far and wide by countless friend and foe, and all they've watched us grace the field of play. Now Kickham's race holds pride and place for all our valiant deeds. They stand renowned in Hurling's Hall of Fame. We'll never forget their toil and sweat, great players of the past. Those who brought great honour to our name. Tipperary, 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 Tipper
takes a shot. Wonderful strike. Wonderful goal for Tipperary. No decades pass that we've not grasped the shining silver spiles and climbed the hallowed steps to take our bow. The mighty clash of mountain ash from Kerry, Dial and Roach has warmed the homes of Knocknagow. Oh, what a thrill to see the skill of Lahi, Ryan and Fox and, and Babs and Nicky's eagle eye. So now, me boys, it's time to rise. Let's live those days again. Ensure our flex is flying high. Take care, the Premier has woken. Woken, beware the mighty blue and gold. Blue and gold. Bonfires will burn bright. Launch the new on tonight. Believe the party's coming home. Take care, the Premier has woken. Woken, beware. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, well, let's go to Ottawa, to the man himself, Desmond DeVoy, and the news from Ireland. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning there, uh, Mark and Jay. Hope you're having a great morning, everyone. Good morning, folks. Desmond DeVoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. NAMA's property dealings in Northern Ireland took a shady turn this week when the BBC Spotlight Spotlight program revealed secretly recorded conversations that showed a NAMA advisor taking a kickback. The National Asset Management Agency's Northern Ireland advisor, Frank Cushnahan, was recorded accepting 48,000 euros in cash from a NAMA borrower in a hospital car park in 2012. At the time, Kushnahan was still an advisor with NAMA. The program, which aired on Tuesday, showed that County Down, De- County Down property developer John Miss Kelly handed the cash over to Kushnahan in a car parked outside of the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast in August of 2012. NAMA was set up in 2009 to deal with bad loans held by Irish banks. The sale of NAMA's property portfolio in Northern Ireland was sold to American investors Cerberus to the tune of £1.2 billion, but was, has been dogged with controversy when it was found that £7 million of that money had made its way into an Isle of Man bank account. Cushnahan, according to the recordings, was going to assist Miss Kelly to refinance loans that would allow him to take his assets out of NAMA. 
The Irish Times reports that Cushnahan also gave Miss Kelly a note which allegedly told him what each of his NAMA properties were worth. If true, this would represent a conflict of interest and a breach of confidence and would amount to a breach of Irish law. He also claimed to have influence over NAMA official Ronnie Hanna, claiming that the two were, quote, thick as thieves, though there is no evidence of impropriety and Hanna has denied any wrongdoing. John McGuinness, the head of the Doyle Public Accounts Committee, has called for an all-Ireland inquiry into NAMA. In political news, Londonderry may be appearing now on Irish passports, but it may soon be disappearing from Westminster Parliament ballots by the next election. The Irish News reports that the Boundary Commission will see Northern Ireland's 18 Westminster constituencies in London cut to 17, with West Belfast, Lagan Valley and Mid-Ulster biting the dust. While this is still at the draft stage, new constituencies could rise in time for election 2020. Dalrida will replace much of North Antrim. Other new constituencies could include Belfast Northwest, Belfast Southwest, and Glenshane, which would include parts of Mid-Ulster and East Londonderry. Glenshane is a landmark pass in the area, but would aggravate the name would aggravate unionists. Belfast four ridings will likely be reduced to three, with Belfast South disappearing completely and West Belfast merging into Northwest Belfast. There could be a domino effect for the Stormont Assembly, with the number of seats there likely to be cut from 108 to 85 by the 2021 Assembly elections. In other political news in the South, Stephen Donnelly, the co-founder and co-leader of the Social Democrats, has announced that he has left the party. The Wicklow East Carlow TD has said that he has not ruled out joining another party, but that he would have to talk to his supporters first before doing so. He said that there were personality conflicts within the party leadership. He will, however, stay on within the Doyle group made up of his old party and the Greens in order to keep his speaking rights. This week in Irish history, on this date in 1923, Ireland joins the League of Nations, forerunner to the United Nations. On September 9, 1933, Fine Gael is founded following the mergers of Common Nagale, the National Centre Party and the National Guards, better known as the Blue Shirts. On September 7, 1948, Taoiseach John A. Costello announces that the Irish Free State will become a republic and break all dominion ties with Great Britain. On September 6, 1940, a German U-boat torpedoes the SS Athenia, 250 miles northwest of Donegal, killing 112. The boat, carrying mostly civilians fleeing the war in Europe, was bound for Quebec City. It was the first ship sunk during the war, and many of the survivors and the injured and dead were brought to Galway. And on September 5, 1926, 48 people die when a fire breaks out at a makeshift cinema in the upper floor of the village hall in Drumcollagher, County Limerick, after highly flammable nitrate film caught fire. Well, tragic sports news from Poland this morning, where Limerick rower Eilish Sheehan has died. The 23-year-old died in the Polish city of Poznan yesterday after being injured in a fall after competing in the World University Championships. Sheehan had been studying for her master's degree in design and environment at the University of London and rode for their team. Her parents and two sisters were at her bedside when she died in hospital in in Poland. Her injuries were so bad that she was taken off of life, life support. She, was, she injured her head on Sunday evening while she was celebrating taking bronze with the British women's four. While Irish rowers were in mourning at her death back in Brazil, Irish fans had reason to cheer as Jason Smythe clinched the fifth gold medal of his Paralympics career. Smythe finished just ahead of Namibia's Johan Namba, Nambala by 0.14 seconds. 
who clocked his personal best in the T13 100-meter race. Smythe, who is visually impaired, is the world's fastest Paralympian, who earned double medals in Beijing in 2008 and London in 2012 in both the 100 and 200 meters. However, the dairy-born Smythe will be unable to repeat this feat as the 200-meter race has been eliminated from the Rio Games. Well, congratulations to him anyway. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus' year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available for more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online now at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the gang at Kyolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slan go foil.
my neck will pay for all when I die, when I die, and my neck will pay for all when I die. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. All right, good stuff. Well, I was in there last weekend and um, Galway Arms is fierce crack and of course Dublin go to go against Mayo next weekend and uh, we'll all be in there again. Let's keep it going here with a bit of music. I'm going to try to get a hold of um, Ian Lloyd and uh, we'll see if we can um, have a chat with him. But uh, in the meantime, here's Nathan Carter and uh, Caledonia. I don't know if you can see the changes that have come over me In these last few days I've been afraid that I might drift away I've been telling old stories and singing songs That make me think about where I came from And that's the reason why I seem so far away today Let me tell you that I love you And I think about you all the time Caledonia, you're calling me Now I'm going home And if I should become a stranger You know it would make me more than sad Cause Caledonia's been everything I've ever had Now I have moved and I've kept on moving I've proved the points that I needed proven I've lost the friends that I needed losing And found others all the way I've kissed the girls and I've left them crying Stolen dreams, yes there's no denying I've traveled hard with conscience flying Somewhere in the wind Let me tell you that I love you And I think about you all the time 
Stuff there, Nathan Carter's rendition of Caledonia. All right, folks. Well, listen. For the past for the past few weeks, we've been promoting the uh, exciting return to Canada. I'll say of the Abbey Theatre, and fittingly, uh, given the year that's in it with the centenary of the Sixteen Rising, it's Sean O'Casey's production, The Plough and the Stars, coming back to Toronto. So it's great to see that. There's a bit of a buzz around the town, and I'm delighted to be joined live on the phone in his living room in Dublin. Still, he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't boarded the Aer Lingus jet yet, but uh, Ian Lloyd Anderson is here and he's going to play the lead role of Jack Clitheroe in the uh, in the Plough and the Stars. Good morning, Ian, and welcome to Keologus Crack. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. Thanks for having me on. You're watching a bit of football there in the living room? I am packing my bags, actually. I'm packing my bags. I'm giving my little daughter a bottle. <laughs> and, uh, and I have the football on in front of me, yeah, all at the same time. Good man yourself. So, uh, yeah, so, well, so I'll just get up, fly out tomorrow, yeah. Oh, you are, you're here tomorrow. Wonderful news. And listen, great news. There is a bit of a buzz around the place that the Abbey's returning. As I said, it's been 26 years since they've been here. But tell us a little bit about the production, um, if you could, uh, Ian. That'd be great. Yeah, well, of course. Um, well, the production itself, I mean, uh, in a lot of ways, sort of uh, steps away from what you would call that classic twee kind of O'Casey thing that's... Uh, but, you know, that in Ireland that we've seen sort of done year on year, uh, time by time, in a sort of a very sort of a straight manner. Um, Sean Holmes has directed uh, this sort of yeah. modernised version, I suppose. Uh, I mean, it's entirely the same script. It's entirely the same play. There's nothing like that has been tweaked. But we've brought it into a sort of a... a, a sort of a mix of today and 1916. 
um, just in order to sort of make some of the issues that little bit more relevant to people, I think, in, in some ways, you know, uh, what we deem as poverty now and poverty then are two entirely, you know, right. very, very different things. So, but the, but a, a very sort of a vibrant, uh, exciting production, um, one that brings an audience right into it. And I, and I think, personally, allows an audience to open the play up in a way that possibly wouldn't have happened for them before. Wonderful. You know, so, yeah. uh, so hopefully it does that. Good man. And it's certainly a theme that has uh, withstood the, the test of time. And I know 90 years ago, controversially at least, um, it incited riots. But um, well, specific to maybe other roles that you might have played in, in, in other productions and because of the significance of this period in Irish history, did did you find it easier, more emotional or different to play in a role like this? I mean, it's it's certainly one that you're certainly familiar with, you know, from going through your, your own kind of education on on those events and things. But did you find it a different role to play or just just getting into the mode was just as easier and just the same as, as every other production you might have done? Well, I, th- I think in a lot of ways, well, I think, I think that, that it's, again, it's, it's kind of kind of both. I think, you know, um, you know, you approach it in the same way that you would approach, you know, a- a- any other production, or be it film, TV, be it stage, anything that you're doing. But, but for me personally, it was a role that was kind of on my bucket list. And to do it, under the you know under the flag of the Abbey Theatre and take it to North America and and and, and particularly you know in nine, in, in two thousand and sixteen a hundred years on, um, I guess it was not a pressure but certainly was something that I would have put on myself an importance I would have placed upon it myself because yeah. I would have known how you know what what a big part of the cultural event of the year that this production of Town of the Stars felt like it would be and could be. So, um, no, in that way, I mean, there was a huge importance. It was always really interesting when we were rehearsing in the in the uh, rehearsal room um, at the very top of the Abbey Theatre, and, and you, where you rehearse, when we play out, we face a window. And when you look to the right of that room on the window, you can see in your eye line, all you can see is the top, the very top of the GPO, yeah. and the tricolour flying. There. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so I mean, if that's not a hugely inspiring thing to be rehearsing that play in its in its uh, you know well not the play centenary it's ninety years of the play but in in the centenary of of the rising and to have that image sort of etched in your mind while you're while you're etched in your vision even while you're working uh, you know I mean very vivid that, that yeah enough to spur anyone absolutely on, you know? yeah wonderful um, so tell us a little bit about the cast uh, how many shows do you have under your belt already at at this stage. <laughs> We have eighty. Eighty. 80. So I think it's a little, a little over eighty under our <laughs> under our belt. Yeah. So we we did six weeks in the Abbey. We then, uh, I think, we went around. Or we, we did. Uh, we were in Cork for a week. We did more than six weeks in the Abbey, I think, maybe. And we did Cork for a week, Wexford, yeah. Limerick. Then we went to Washington for a week, and then just to bring us back down to earth, they brought us back to Galway for a week, just so we wouldn't get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then we had a bit of time off, and a few of us were off doing other gigs. And, I'm just back from Edinburgh myself. I just did a month in Edinburgh, uh, and yeah. So getting back to it, we just had a week's re-rehearsal, and we're uh, and the first stop on this uh, this sort of mad North American tour is uh, is Canada and it's Toronto, and it's is really you know it's something that the whole cast are hugely excited about. Ah, great! All yeah, itching to get on that plane tomorrow and get over there. You know, not not least because it's you know because we're going to to, to a fantastic city, but a, but a new city for a lot of us. A lot of us haven't been to so. 
I mean, that's going to be fantastic. And, you know, we've got 15, I think it's 15, maybe 16 people in this cast. And, Great. You know, uh, I mean, to, you know, in our job, you know, it doesn't happen very often where you go away from a job and then you all come back together, you know, yeah. unless you're doing a TV series or something like that. So, right, right. You know, Monday, I mean, there wasn't an ounce of work done on Monday with everyone being so giddy <laughs> to see each other again, you know, after yeah. a few months away. And um, so, no, really itching to get going. Great. Really itching to get going. Well, I don't know if you know or not, but you're actually coming here while the Toronto International Film Festival is on. So um, it's a great city. I did know that. I actually, we, I, we were only talking about that in rehearsals the other day. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about it like that because there's uh, a friend of one of the girls in the show. Her friend has a film on in it. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I saw a little write up on that one this to. week. Yeah, very good. And it's, um, oh, I mean, Toronto's a great city for the arts. And, and just one final question um, mm. for lovers of the arts who are who are not necessarily Irish, because, you know, it's one thing on this show, of course, the demographic um, yeah. is, is primarily Irish. But perhaps, you know, for an individual who doesn't know much about 2016, you know, when they leave the, the show, will they leave with a greater appreciation for the significance of, of this event in Ireland or, or what will they leave with? I think they, I, I think they may well. Yeah, but I think most importantly, I think what you leave with is a sort of a, um, you know, you know, I, I guess a, a, I guess an appreciation for the struggles that people go through. I think, I, I mean, that's kind of the brilliance of O'Casey's writing is, is people are very real and people. It, it's very true that if people who are, <clears throat> people who are in impoverished situations or, you know, don't have money or, or you know are just struggling in general. It doesn't tend to be the focal point, focal point of their conversations all the time. And O'Casey has a brilliant way of not allowing it to be. So these people, you know, they're very strong. People. I think I think what you come away with, it, <clears throat> you come away with it is you come with, away with a sense of of people who have who have adapted themselves and learned to survive through through you know difficulty and have learned to do the best they can with yeah, it. And, yeah. and also there's great humour in the play and great pain toss as well. Wonderful. So, I mean, I think there's something there for everyone. Great, great. I really do. Ian, listen, uh, best of luck with the production. September 14th to the 18th, The Plough and the Stars. Right. Uh, we've been promoting it. We'll continue to promote it. And uh, congratulations, among other things, uh, being able to scratch something off your acting bucket list. I think yeah. probably not everyone yeah. gets to do that. But um, the best oh. of luck to you. And really enjoy your time in Toronto. It is a fantastic city. And uh, I really wish you the best of luck. And I might see you when you're here. I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope you do. That's, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ian. Very good. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Very good. Wonderful. That was Ian Lloyd Anderson, who's going to play the lead role at the Plough in the Stars, or um, at the Plough in the Stars, uh, as the Abbey Theatre comes back. It's wonderful news. Good stuff. All right, keep her going here with a bit of music. What do we have lined up here now? I have an old um, Mick McFlavin tune. McFlavin, yeah. What's this tune called here now? The old school the old yards. schoolyard. Oh yeah, this this is a cracker. Listen to this one. childhood friends and I stopped at a gate that led into a schoolyard long forgotten feelings come to me again the silence of stairs from the dirty dusty windows broken only by the babble of a stream and I feel as though I'm watched by a thousand different faces 
faces as I recollect a thousand different names. Now the old schoolyard is wild and overgrown. All the fences I had crossed are broken down. And I've learned many things, some of them best forgotten since the last time that I stood upon that ground. over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget the widget makes every can of guinness guinness all right folks well irish project hope we always start with it because it's a great cause perhaps this is a year you might like to give a donation to the cause um, of uh, our um, uh, irish project hope at uh, Holy Rosary Parish at 354 St. Clair Avenue West, Toronto. Um, or you can contact Ethna Heffernan. Everyone has Ethna's number. Abbey Theatre production, you just heard from Ian. Uh, we had a chat with him about the upcoming production at the Abbey Theatre Returns Toronto with the Plough and the Stars from September 14th to the 18th. And that's all taking place at the Bluma Appel Theatre. Tickets are available at www.canadianstage.com. The dancing will start back Monday, September the 11th at the Irish Supporters Club. And that's on Ridgeway Road in Mississauga. And that goes from 7.30 to 9.30. And then on Tuesday, September the 13th at the Corktown Pub. And that's at 175 Young Street in Hamilton from 6.30 to 8.30. And then Wednesday, September 14th, the new Senior Centre on Danforth Avenue. That's just west of Maine at 2452 Danforth Avenue. Toronto, uh, That's in Toronto from children from 5.30 to 7.30 and adults 7.30 to 9.30. And that's uh, Kaylee and set dancing. Thursday, September the 15th at All Saints Catholic High School in Whitby. That's on 10 Country Road in Whitby. Children from 6 to 8 and adults from 8 to 9.30 p.m. And that'll be in room 112 at All Saints Catholic High School in Whitby. And the big day is next weekend, the fourth annual Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Gathering. It has been booked and that takes place at Caledon Woods Golf Club. It's a two-person scramble, $150 per person. Gets you a cart, golf and dinner, plus $25 off your next round. It's a 1pm shotgun start. Should, so everyone, please arrive by noon next week. 
Um, it's selling out, lads. 416-234-2822. Um, or you can email ptd4 at rogers.com. The Celtic Studies Speaker Series invites you to an illustrated talk by Catherine Shannon, Professor of History at Westfield State University, Massachusetts. Um, a ship of war becomes a ship of mercy, the voyage of the USS Jamestown to Ireland in 1847 on Monday, September the 19th at 6 p.m. at Robert Madden Auditorium. And that's the Carr Hall, St. Michael's College. That's at 100 St. Joseph Street. Admission is free. Everyone's welcome. And that's made possible by a grant from the Irish Cultural Society of Toronto. Celtic Studies also invite you to a one-day conference on the 1916 Rising. Several speakers will be there, including Fergal McGarry from Queen's University in Belfast, Patrick Mannion from Boston College, and Robert Schmuel from Notre Dame. Saturday, September the 24th, and that's from 9.30am to 4.30pm, Alumni Hall, Room 100, St. Michael's College, and that's on Joseph Street. Um, if you want some more information on that, call 416-926-7145 or email celtic.studies at utoronto.ca and that's also made possible by a grant from the Irish Cultural Society of Toronto. Friends of Sinn Féin Canada present a 35th anniversary hunger strike commemoration taking place on September the 24th at McVeigh's Irish Pub. And doors open at 7.30 and the guest speaker will be prominent South Armagh Republican Sean Hughes. Um, there will also be uh, music there. Um, Deb Quigley and Patrick Orso. Tickets are $10. Call 416-402-3729 for tickets. Kyoto's is hard at work to promote culture in Toronto and on Sunday, October the 2nd, they'll be hosting the Echoes of Aaron uh, concert. All-Ireland champion musicians, singers and dancers at the Jerry Gallagher Hall. That's at 1263 Wilson Avenue. Tickets are $30. Non-members and 25 for members of Kyoto's. To, revert, to reserve tickets, call Maureen Mulvey at 416-446-6993. And the Chamber Annual Quiz, he's back. The quiz master, Michael Monaghan, he dares you to compete in the 13th Annual Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce Toronto Quiz Night. That's at the Hot House Restaurant and Bar, Thursday, October the 13th, 7pm, maximum four players a team. $100, that's on sale now. And you can enter that at www.iccto.com. And the Irish Culture Society is celebrating the Celtic New, Celtic, Celtic New Year Halloween with a costume party. That's on October, uh, Saturday, October the 29th at Mount Dennis Legion at 1050 Western Road. That's one block south of, of, um, of Eglinton Avenue West. Plenty of parking takes place from 8 p.m. to 1, p, uh, to 1 a.m. Reasonable drink prices. Most drinks are under $4. Hugo will be there with doing a bit of entertainment. $20 at the door or $15 in advance if you um, go to uh, the website to pay through PayPal. All this information is available at SaturdayIrishRadio.com and I mentioned at the top as well that the, uh, that the annual Welly Race is taking place and I just got this information from Jim yesterday um, and it's taking place on Sunday, October the 2nd and it's taking place at noon and this year it'll be on the boardwalk at Ashbridges Bay and the Lakeshore in the east end of the city. There'll be rosettes awarded to those who finish the race and of course as usual the Bollard Trophy goes to the winner and the Hamill Trophy goes to the winner of the Masters over 35. Presentations will be held at the Muckish Irish Pub over at 74 Hymas Road. Uh, that'll be afterwards and a good time will be had by all. So to go out there and and entry forms can can be got at the start of the race. Or if you want more information, call Jim O'Brien at 905-273-9879. Lots going on in the city oh, there, Jay. Huh? 
beer stuff all that. We ran out of music, background music. Drink, drink of water, yeah. <laughs> I hope we didn't run out of other music. No, we? we have lots of other music, but the background music there, we ran out. All right, good stuff. So um, this is, um, I, I think I think I'm known for saying often, uh, this is one of my favourites, but I have to say this is probably my favourite. Anyway, it's a Luke Kelly tune. I love this tune and, too. And uh, score not his, his simplicity. See the child with the golden hair but eyes that show the emptiness inside. Do we know, can we understand just how he feels or have we really tried? See him now as he stands alone and watches children play a children's game. Simple child, he looks almost like the others, yet they know he's not the same. Scorn not his simplicity, but rather try to love him all the more. Scorn not his simplicity, oh no, oh no. See him stare, not recognizing that kind face that only yesterday he loved. The loving face of a mother who can't understand what she's been guilty of. How she cried, tears of happiness the day the doctor told her it's a boy. Now she cries, tears of helplessness and thinks of all the things he can't enjoy. Scorn not his simplicity, but rather try to love him all the more. Scorn not his simplicity, oh no. How to face the future hopefully surrounded by despair He won't ask for your pity or your sympathy But surely you should care Scorn not his simplicity But rather try to love him all the more Scorn not his simplicity, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh, 
All right, come on now. That's a great tune, isn't that's it? That's a great tune. I love that song. Wonderful. Okay. Remember, first time I saw that, uh, heard that, I was in, um, I was, what, was on the Late Late Show. He sang it and I was at home watching it with me man, me dad, sitting on me dad's lap. Although I probably wasn't. <laughs> I think I was that young. All right. All right, listen, I was out for um, out for a bit to eat there last uh, weekend and there was a girl from Cork out with us and um, I asked her if she knew any other Cork songs apart from The Banks and uh, she told me about this one. I played it before uh, in memory of someone who had passed away but um, this is a, a Cork song, one of her favourites anyway and it's called The Bold Taddy Quill or Taddy Quill. But do not arrange any part of your program Tell a carriage you see coming over the hill And down to the valleys and glens of Kilcorny With the most sportsman, the bold lady Coel Of the lead. Our own darling boys were afraid of being bitten. They sent for Paul Teddy to Ballinagree. He hardened the ball right and left in their faces. Showed the temporary boys lifting and skill. If they came in his way, sure he swore he would bring them. And the papers were full of the praise for Ted Cohen. There was a fair lady whose fortune exceeded a million or more. But a bad constitution had ruined her completely, and the medical treatment had failed or an or. Oh, Mama, said she, I know what will is me, and cure this disease that is threatening to kill. Give over your doctors and medical treatment. I'd rather one squeeze out the bowl. There you go, the bold Teddy Quinn. Great cork song. song. That's a good one. A um, bit of news to pass along. Um, uh, some great news, actually. Uh, we were in touch with, um, we got a note from Rory O'Shea um, uh, this week and uh, absolutely delighted that um, 
Peggy Delaney Way will be uh, officially opening down in the beaches area. And that'll be on Sunday, September the 25th at 1 p.m. You can give Rory a call if you want at 416-433-7865. That's 416-433-7865. And they're going to be, there is going to be an official ceremony there at 1 p.m. And it's kind of the laneway south of Queen Street East. And it's between Lee and Liuti Avenues in Toronto. So it's just down in the beaches area. And um, there's um, a beautiful mural there as well. Um, it's going to be a fantastic day. And, you know, congratulations to Rory. What a great way to be able to remember a um, remember your mom. And um, you did so many wonderful things for this community. So it's great. And uh, Rory is actually going to come on the phone uh, for a chat, I think, next weekend. Um, so we'll be able to talk to him a little bit about that. And I'm sure he's extremely proud, um, extremely emotional and very happy about mm-hmm. that. So Peggy Delaney Way um, has been uh, blessed but a great name, great word to associate with Peggy Delaney as well, because we were blessed to have had her in this community. Right. Well, listen, uh, next weekend, uh, Ken will be back. I guarantee you he'll be here. He better be here. And um, next weekend is All-Ireland. Dublin, your Dublin taking yeah. on Mayo. I know we'll talk about it next weekend, but uh, what what are you thinking? I'm thinking Dublin's going to win it. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit predictable but for you there. Who knows? To say that. I mean, yeah, they have one, is, if they have one in them. That is scaring the semi-finals there. Yeah, well, a little bit. They wear yeah. down. And, uh, you know, I think everyone from Mayo are saying at some stage Mayo have to have a game, a game in them. They've got too many incredible pieces there. But we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that a little bit more next weekend. They can take inspiration from Tipperary there. They now. could. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Although I don't think Tipperary entered as underdogs like that. <laughs> but um, anyway, not to uh, not not to, uh, to, to make the mountain uh, tall enough to climb. But here's a we're going to go out here with a tune by the Saw Doctors. And it's called To Win Just Once. To win just once would be enough For those who've lost in life For love, for those who've lost their guile and nerve Their innocence and their drive and verve Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from